0: The Motivational Moments podcast is made possible by the generous sponsorship of Prime Information Security, online at www.primeinfosec.com, and with the support of our many subscribers. Thank you. Hello again, it's Linda Okwar, Jenna here, with another Motivational Moments podcast, And if you remember in my last podcast, I promised to read to you uh, chapter one of the very first book that I wrote, um, A Life Like Mine, Living With Life's Challenges. And I I wrote the book because um, I started a business as a motivational speaker. After um, my second diagnosis of breast cancer, I I had both of my breasts removed. I actually um, had implants on the same day, but sadly they had to be removed a couple of weeks later due to a massive infection. So I went back to school to be a secretary and I ended up being a motivational speaker. And and this is chapter one in my book, A Life Like Mine, and it's called The Beginning. I was born a stressed person and to be completely honest I thought stress was normal. If all you know is a certain way of living and you're not willing to explore change and other possibilities obviously your life may not be all it could be. In my case I believe my childhood played a big part in why I accepted stress as an everyday part of my life. I knew no difference. In those days I just accepted my life as it was. Over the years, I've had many roles, a daughter, a sister, a friend, a wife, a mother, and an employee. All of my life, I've tried to be something or someone for everyone else, but never really for me. I like to think of myself as evolving over time, maybe like the butterfly, but my evolution seemed to go very slowly. I did break out of my chrysalis and even looked different over the years, but the process of evolving into the strong, independent, determined person I am today has come about one step at a time. The person inside my body took time to do her duty, to be a good daughter and a good wife, and more important than anything else, a loving and caring mother. I always felt there was something not quite right, but it was not until much later in my life that I learned one important piece of the puzzle was missing. I had to solve the puzzle myself for myself, and when I found that missing piece, I knew I had found the real me. When my fourth child was born, I started experiencing panic attacks. This was one of the scariest things to ever go through. It felt as if I was having a heart attack, as my heart beat very fast. I woke up in the middle of one night to feed my baby, but I just couldn't do it. I felt I had to get out of the house in order to breathe. I almost threw the baby at my husband, who was wide awake by now and obviously thought I'd gone crazy. I literally ran outside and started gulping in the fresh air. I felt so alone, and I had the feeling no one could help me. My husband came out to try and calm me down, but I felt smothered when he tried to hold me, and I pushed him away. All I knew was that I felt scared and I didn't know why. The panic attacks carried on for the next few months so I decided to seek the help of my family doctor. He was nice, but when he suggested that having four young children and a husband was all getting a bit too much for me and maybe I should take antidepressants, I felt a little bit angry. I felt like I was having a label put on me, but... I didn't really know the reason why I was actually experiencing panic attacks. Now, I didn't reject the idea of antidepressants because there's anything wrong with taking antidepressants. I'm not a doctor, but my instinct is time with the medication simply dulls the feelings and hides them away in our subconscious. In essence, the reason for the panic attacks is never discovered. Obviously, there are people who do need medication, but I just knew that in my case, I needed to find the cause and a way I could either not be scared of the panic attacks or eliminate them altogether. I read an article in a magazine one day which talked about hypnotherapy and how it could help with various disorders. When my husband came home from work, we discussed the possibility of me finding a hypnotherapist. First, he'd had to be one who had a good reputation, and secondly, one we could afford. After doing a bit of research, I found a woman, hypnotherapist, who lived about 45 minutes away from myself and my husband. He was very supportive and offered to drive me there and back. The reason he offered to drive is because I now found that when I was in situations where I felt stressed or scared, my panic attacks seemed worse. He didn't want me experiencing an attack while driving, as it could have been quite dangerous during my appointment my husband sat outside in the car with our baby daughter and a little boy i was looking after looking back it's hard to realize that i was capable of looking after anyone let alone two young children as soon as i walked into the hypnotherapist's house i felt a sense of relaxation and my tension disappeared she showed me into a small room that smelt beautiful with candles potpourri and asked me to sit down in a lovely comfortable armchair that felt so warm and cosy. We'd only spoken, we had only spoken a few words but already I trusted her and I felt I knew this woman. Once again looking back I realised I was really scared of the process of being hypnotised. I had a fear of the unknown and not being in control but At that time in my life, I knew I needed something to help me feel better, to understand why I was having panic attacks and what to do about them. Looking for answers. My first session with the woman was simply talking about myself and my family and giving her an idea about my life and what it had been like up until I started having panic attacks. Afterwards, I booked another session for two weeks later and walked out to the car already feeling as if I was getting somewhere just by talking to someone. At this time, my father-in-law had been diagnosed with terminal cancer and it fell upon me to arrange for a nursing home he could live in after he left hospital. My husband worked full-time, sometimes working out of town the whole week, so I wanted to take away some of the stress for him by helping in this way. Looking back, I feel I was stronger and more able to cope when I was helping someone with their challenge, whatever it might be. My panic attack seemed to go away at this time for a short while. The next session with the hypnotherapist where she actually hypnotised me into a state of relaxation that was quite wonderful lasted an hour. I sat in the same comfortable armchair as before and this time I was told to recline it so I was almost lying down. She asked if I felt comfortable closing my eyes and I did. I could smell the lovely candles and hear the ticking of the clock. Slowly, she talked to me until I felt I was awake, but in a deeply relaxed state. I could still hear the clock ticking and I was aware of everything that was going on. It was not all that scary. The hypnotherapist explained to me that she needed some way of knowing when I was saying yes or no and indicated that most people use their hands in some way rather than talking and disturbing their relaxed state. She asked me how I wanted to indicate yes and no and I felt my little finger on my right hand waving around so she took that as a yes. My little finger on my left hand started moving so she took that as a no. It sounds weird I know and when I told my husband he thought it was quite funny. This session was mainly talking about my life as a child with my parents. The hypnotherapist counted back from the age I was now down in numbers. Then she asked me questions about the age that seemed to make me feel upset or excited. When I was a young child of around three years of age, I remember having a really bad asthma attack and sometimes having to go into the hospital and travel there in an ambulance. All those years ago, an oxygen tent seemed the only relief for patients with asthma. My mum and dad were uneducated about the effects of secondhand smoke and continued to smoke in in our home. I also remember constant arguments between my parents and I always wanted to be the peacemaker and make things right. I think my mum suffered from a nervous disposition, but this was not talked about, so I'm guessing she suffered the same panic attacks as me, but did not seek help. As my sessions with the hypnotherapist continued over the next few weeks, it was discovered that a feeling of guilt lay heavy in my subconscious. Even though I'd come from a home with enough food, a roof over my head and love and affection was there, constant arguments upset me. I remember one terrible argument with my mom when I was very young and she told me that she'd never wanted two children. In those days, in order to rent a house from the local council, You had to have more than one child. My mum even told me she didn't love me on one occasion. My dad tried to be affectionate and loving, but this depended on what mood my mum was in. Even though my relationship with my parents, and my mum in particular, was not always good, I struggled for many years trying to pacify them, to make things right, or just try and please them. After marrying quite young and having two children of my own, there came a time when I had to make the choice to break with my family. For many years, I'd put up with constant arguments and tried to help my mom feel happier and accept me as the good daughter I was. It was not until my eldest son was three years old that I found the strength to break with my family. At the time, my son was sick in hospital, he loved his nanny, my mom, very much. But because my mom and I had had some stupid argument that really was of no importance, she refused to visit my son in hospital. I knew that hurting me was one thing, but hurting my children was another. So I felt I had no choice but to break from her. With one son in hospital and his 18-month-old younger brother to take care of, we were taking it in turns to either sleep at the hospital or be at home with the younger child. Not having anyone to help us meant more stress for us all. However, we managed to cope because we loved our sons very much and would do anything for them. So as you can see from chapter one in my very first book, A Life Like Mine, I actually start in the middle of my life story. I don't start at the beginning. And I I weave in and out throughout the book and, and talk about some of the challenges, some of the happy times. And we all go through these 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 moments of joy, sadness, guilt, anger. And sometimes we don't know how to deal with those challenges. So again, another reason for writing a book a life like mine was to offer some strategies and some steps um, that had helped me get through my challenges. I always talk about my lived experiences. It's not something I've read in a book. So I hope you enjoyed um, the first chapter of, of my book, A Life Like Mine, which is now into its second edition. And I will be back soon with another Motivational Moments podcast. And I'll be reading you another chapter from my book, A Life Like Mine.